Welcome to Four Layer Takes. We are four women in Atlanta who debate TV, film, and local desserts. I am Kim, also known as Kiki. I am Mimi, Mimi McCullough. And you got your girl Mel here. So on this episode of Four Layer Takes, we will be discussing True Detective episodes six and seven. And stay tuned for the end of the episode so you can hear our hot take on our favorite Girl Scout cookies. That's our dessert for this episode. All right. So come on, girls. It's cookie time. Cookie time. <laughs> so we're not going to eat them right now? Like I thought we was about to eat them right now. We're not. Hey, go for it. Uh, uh, I'm all about we'll that We'll do mess. our hot take of, of how we feel about them. I'm all about that mess. This is like my favorite time of year. Uh, outside of Halloween. time of year? I mean, I love Halloween, but. But it's so great because then you get all of the, the moms and the girls are carrying big boxes of cookies. I'm like, And harassing Man. the fuck out of you. No, I'm yes. like, not this morning I was like, you know what? I really need a, I need a pick-me-up. I need a pick-me-up. And the lady was like, Melanie, here are your Girl Scout cookies. I was like, Aww. I needed that. Aww. Look at God. No yeah. one's tried to sell me Girl Scout cookies this whole season. Oh, my gosh. So far. Wait till um, you go to the grocery store tomorrow. But it's okay, because I don't need any cookies, because I need to be dropping some major LBs by December. That um, makes sense. But you can't go wrong with a Thin Mint, even if you just eat one, because they're so delicious. You can go wrong with Thin Mints if you don't like them, which they're not my favorite. But apparently, <laughs> if you put them in the freezer yes. and you eat them cold, yes. they're delicious. They're fucking um, delicious. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that we are reviewing them now, and we're we not are. waiting to the end of the episode. <laughs> That's what happens, though. So. They're so good. Hey, They're so tasty. If you're listening to us, you might as well go with the flow. All right. My favorite are Dosey Dose, mm. and I love a truffle with some hot tea in the morning. That is so sophisticated. It is. It's like the British in me. Oh, my God. I like that's a that's a Down Abbey. That's mm-hmm. a Down Abbey. That's swag. A down Somebody got a twenty three in me. I did. Result back and that everything. was my ancestor. That was my ancestral DNA. One of my slave owners, apparently, you know. But I love it. That's mm. okay. It's classy. I don't, I can't. Go, thin mints for me is everything. I can put them in the freezer. I can put them in ice cream. You can put them in everything. They're just so tasty and delicious. I, they're everything. Mm. Monica, how you feeling about them? Man, my favorite Girl Scout cookie is uh, no Girl Scout cookie. Okay. That's my favorite. That's sacrilegious. That is my favorite. I don't have time for y'all overpriced. Y'all some freaking uh, Wall Street hounds just in preparation (laughs) to be on Wall Street just hounding you. I don't want your overpriced cookies. I love the troops. I will give you money. It's a a no. You write a check. It's a no. You just don't want the I don't want your cookies. Oh, I would okay. rather have an Oreo any day. Ew. Oh. Yes. Ew. Well, <laughs> we can't. I'm going to snack on my cookie. Okay. <laughs> but I did eat a Thin Mint. You did. You, did. you, you took know, one for the cold. team. It's, 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 you know, it's well, I ate a whole sleeve of Thin Mints today because oh, I was damn. having a very stressful day because somebody on my team oh. is resigning. So oh, I just, no. I just ate a whole sleeve. So. Oh, you want this other sleeve? No. Oh, okay. I might, I might be sick. But it's okay. So we are starting with episode six. Right. Entitled Hunter in the Dark. And it seems like we always in the dark in this show. <laughs> and my life is how I feel. Um, but we did get we did get some confirmations on this episode. One of my favorite is that I know we talked last time, we were like, is Henry and what's the documentary lady? Eliza. Eliza, mm. are they 
are they hooking up? Are they together? You know, yada, we got a confirmation straight up because, you know, Detective Hayes be spotting those two <laughs> wine glasses in that dishuffle bed. Right. And he went and confronted him about it. You said he might have Alzheimer's, but what he is not missing is this relationship. He can clearly <laughs> see when somebody's fucked. <laughs> he might not be able to see or remember anything else. Right. He spotted that shit ASAP. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. he knew who it was. Was he? I mean, and then you know, and while he is doing the interviews, they're passing, you know, slide looks back and forth. They whispering in the corner. I'm like, that's not your wife. You don't right. know her like that. Right. So, do you agree with what he said? His advice to Henry, which was, why she got enough. I agree. 100%. You need to tell her. I agree 100 percent because my thing is, is that gonna, is that if you're not gonna leave your wife, you don't want your wife to leave you, and this is vice versa with whatever then what is it going to, what good is it going to do to tell her and hurt her feelings that you've done this? Because, I mean, your girl going to go on back to New York or wherever she's from. She's going to leave. She's not going to stay there with him. That's he don't let him host. That's based on the premise that she will be quiet and there's no evidence. Because if your wife finds out on her own, she's going to yes. be even more pissed at you. <laughs> it's also based on the fact that we don't know if the wife has got her own thing going on on the side, too. I hope so, because Henry always mad. I'm just like, you you just too mad at the world. As a as a wife, I want to know. Really, as, as I a, want to know. I would not want to know. Tell yeah. me. Like so if, can, if you are done done with her, then yeah, I would want to know. Mm-mm. It's like I you would know. or would not. I would. Like if you if you're done with her mm-hmm. and you are, I would rather find out from honesty than mm-hmm. me just finding out because uh, I mean that's just that's just bad, bad business for everybody because you don't know uh, what's her name, Aliza Frozen. Mm-hmm. She like with me. Um, you know, she she could just one day she she got recording, she got uh-huh. all this, uh-huh. she could use that against you, and now your ass stressed out because you're trying to hide something from 15 yeah. years ago when yeah. you just could have told your woman if you were like done with Eliza, mm-hmm. then she probably would be like, okay, my my issue is with something that you're tr- if you are maintaining something, then that's mm-hmm. a problem. But if you just hit it a little, you know, whatever, okay. Mm-hmm. Hit it, quit it, maintain it, confused about you want to do, not know. I want to know. I don't want to know. You keep that shit to yourself. (laughs) I want to know so I can make a decision for myself as to where we are going in this relationship. Right. Yeah. You might be like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me have my little rendezvous. You had yours. Mm -hmm. And then we can make this thing square. Oh, Lord. I mean... (laughs) She got really Don't real cut right my there. options off. <laughs> she got really Tell me real. everything. Oh my gosh. So, but that did lead into uh, Roland, you know, basically apologizing to his son and saying, you know, don't be like I was. Him close. Roland. Wayne. I'm sorry, Wayne. I'm sorry, Wayne um, apologizing to Henry about being closed off and please don't be like me. Did I did I do this to you? So he's kind of feeling like. Because he was closed off as a father, as a husband, right. because of what you know, his background that maybe his son is doing the same thing, which was that was kind that was sweet, and it was sad. It was sad, right? Yeah. I must say that um, episode six, I like these last two episodes, but I will say that I honestly could not care less about Henderson or Eliza. <laughs> like I just do not yeah. care. They yeah. want me to have this these feelings towards his son and yeah. and it just carried over and as a as a representation of how he was and mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't care about Henry he always mad he, he never smiling mad. he angry 
obviously Eliza sex ain't help him because he not happy. He's still not happy. Like, okay. That's going to be some really, really angry sex. I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, she's got all that murder and info in the inside of her. And then he's got... I care to the point of what I made in the last episode is that is she here because of that relationship? Is Henry bring her? Is Henry the one giving her information? Mm. Like, I care about it to that point. No, okay. Okay. But do I care that they doing what they do? No, but... I feel like there's some collusion with those two. Mm-hmm. I care about it to that point. Mm. Well, I think we we looked at all sides of it, but all I right. think it it just because I, mean, I don't necessarily care that much, but I did like that it made Roland. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I keep talking Roland. It made Detective Hayes a little bit more human to me, mm. and I and, I, and I think my favorite of his time frames is when he is the older. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen really is your favorite. Does a, yeah. yeah, I said that last week. I was like, he, yeah, I was like, he, old, old Wayne is my favorite. Yeah. Like, even when he was on the um on the porch, or the back porch or whatever, with Roland and talking about if I did something wrong, man, I'm sorry, I just don't remember. It just really. Is he our favorite because he's the most vulnerable at that point? Because he knows his mm, memory is maybe maybe going. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe it reminds I, us of our grandpa. I think I that know. is. You just it reminds you of. Older men in your family, and he looked like my my grandpa, like hundred percent. Not Morgan Freeman, like Spitty mm-hmm. pointed out in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Freeman. Okay, so then we learned that they they find Harris James, right? Right. He's the the police detective that they thought. Wait a minute. He you know planted the the evidence um, at the house where they had the shootout. So they find him, and he is working for the Hoyt Family Foods. And this fool says he protects the secrets. At least he knows his job description. That's his lane. It was a creepy interaction. Well, I, I was just tripped out it's because creepy. he told Wayne, you got a good body. The boy was yeah, like, you got a good body. Yeah, was I was like, wondering oh. if that was to throw us <laughs> off because <laughs> we find out that Tom, yes, you know, is closeted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the way so that... we think. Well, well, so we, well yeah. I think we, we think we know because... His co-workers saw him going into a club, mm-hmm. but then when Wayne and Roland went to his home, mm-hmm. there was some other evidence that he was trying to cure his homosexuality right. through the church or whatever. The, um, so Mike Pence catalog. That was like, <laughs> so I think we can say Tom it was closeted. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to sign off on that 100 percent because I they I feel like there is a possibility they could have been setting him up. To look that way, I'm like this whole thing. This whole conspiracy has so many intricacies. But I'm not gonna. I, not that I, not that I am 100 percent either way. But I'm not gonna buy into it either or either way because there is a possibility they could be set up. But how? But wouldn't how would that explain him them seeing him leave the queer, the queer bar? You know what I'm saying? That's what they said. That doesn't mean it's true. It's but people this happened up before, before the conspiracy. They were. Because he said even before this happened, he was having issues at work. And that was the issue that he was having at work, even prior to the kids. I, mm-hmm. I believe that he was, and that also plays into why, you know, probably Lucy was sleeping around and, mm-hmm. and why they those weren't his kids or, yeah. or whatever. I also, after episode six, um, it felt to me like, 
Tom and Roland had something going on. So that's... Yes. Yes. However, Nick... No, oh, let me bring Zabik around. You know, I did a little research for this. Okay. Like, okay. like a right, little yes. bit of research. Okay. that doctor. Okay. So... I was saying about Tom being closeted in reference to Harrison talking about Wayne's body, uh-huh. like, ooh, that good body. Yeah. It's because when he entered the pink room and saw him, at first I was like, okay, is he going to have an interaction with him, uh-huh. like some kind of sexual episode, or is he going to just kill him? Like, I left episode six, like, I don't know which way oh, this is going to go. Okay. Yeah, and then because of Roland and Tom being so close – People speculated that they had um, a relationship, right. mm-hmm. but the writer director posted said, on his Instagram. Right. He mm-hmm. said no. He said no. That they that did not have a relationship. They did right. not have a relationship. So Nick Nick uh, Pen- Pen- Nick, because I can't, yeah. I don't know his last name. I always say it wrong. Said they don't have a relationship. But okay. Roland is obviously hiding something, and that's yes. why I thought that maybe that was it. That, that he, got he was outed. Yeah, or that he had something going on with Tom and he didn't want... And that's why he's so overprotective of Tom, because I'm just like, I just, I'm not understanding that. Like, you are a detective first, and mm-hmm. Wayne, you have a lead here, and Wayne is like, we need to pursue this, and you're like, nah, go home to your family. Like, like what? So, I don't know. But, yeah, he did say that they didn't have a relation. Now I don't know entirely what Roland is or hiding, even though I have my ideas that he is he is compromised in some way with the Hoyt family. Because somebody said, I, I don't know if we're going to continue and follow like sequential order, but I'm kind of jumping ahead to seven right now. That's all right. But somebody said that, um, like, how did, how the hell did Hoyt know every single detail of that night with Harris? And they were the only mm-hmm. ones there, unless somebody told both of them, mm-hmm. and what were they doing? Just telling them, and then sitting there waiting two hours while somebody got, while Harris got this shit beat out of them, mm-hmm. or did Roland after the event let somebody know something like, you know, this happened with Harris. This is this is what's what. So, I mean, that makes sense because Hayes says, "Oh, you don't, you didn't know this, but um, Hoyt came to see me." So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said, why didn't sense. you tell me mm-hmm. that you met with him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a fair thing that I maybe he is so. compromised in some way, especially considering how connected he was politically. Right. That maybe, you know, indirectly he... And it's a small... A small community. City, so everybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Hoyt has all the money and power, so if you rise so far, you're going to have to interact with, you know, you're going to be in, in that kind of circle at some point, I feel like, anyway. And he never wanted them to go beyond. He never wanted Roland to go. Roland didn't want Wayne right. to go beyond the point of them finding who it was. He was like, he just wanted to stop. Right, right, right. But he was like, I'm, I'm here trying to help you get your job back, basically, but this is as far as we can go. Because there are parameters. Right. My question is, then what the heck did Hayes reveal about Roland? That he was involved with Hoyt? That's my, that's my other big thing. I'm like, because he said you never apologized. So I'm like, so you well, feel I like think the if apolog- we're going to go in sequential order. Are we going to, can I jump to seven? Yeah, I already yeah, jumped to seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was revealed in episode seven. What? And I didn't, I was confused was him, about that. Him using Tom. 
and manipulating him like his wife has taught him to do right. and getting him to go along with taking Harrison to the barn right. and feeling like he, you know how you already feel, like I don't want to do this, but you're pressuring me to do right. this. And so now I'm in it, and I'm the one who pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. Right. And you didn't, you've never apologized for that, for that shit move of, of manipulation manipulating me mm-hmm. and causing me to do something illegal I'm burying the body and you just act like I didn't tell you to do that because that that was his attitude at the end of the episode was like I didn't make you do it well yeah. he did I'm <laughs> just he, I mean he didn't tell it's like I didn't tell he you didn't to go in there and, and kick the man so hard that mm-hmm. there was a possibility that you had fatally wounded him with your knee like you did that True, but after in. that you may not be friends anymore yeah. yeah, so you feel like that's what the argument is, or do you feel like uh, yeah, Hayes may have outed him at some point? I thought maybe Hayes, I didn't know if, that's, I was going back and forth, is that what he wanted the apology for? But I was like, is, does, is it even deeper than that? That's why I didn't, I was like, I don't know. I, I thought, I, that's when I was playing around with, with uh, Roland having a relationship with Tom. Yeah, I thought, well, I thought. maybe Hayes got frustrated with him. I'm like, they have such contentious interactions. And I was like, well, maybe he outed him in front of, like... I feel like it has to be that. Um, well, I feel like it's that because I feel like if it was just the killing the police officer thing, mm-hmm. nobody nobody else knows about mm-hmm. that. So it wouldn't... I don't think you would need, like, this big apology for that. Like, that was y'all's secret you know, together. Yeah. But if you outed him in front of everybody and that cost him so much in the community because mm-hmm. now he's, like, alone and lonely with the yeah. dogs, I feel like that would be something where you'd be like, you owe me a damn apology. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to take a different approach because I don't think that's it. Because uh-huh. at the end, in the 2015 timeline, when Wayne says to Roland, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to push you in Tom, with Tom or whatever the conversation was, Roland's facial expression looked more relaxed. Like, he looked like he had some relief. Like, you finally apologized mm-hmm. for the thing that really hurt me. That was, you know my interpretation of it and other people know that they killed Harrison I believe the Hoyt people know what they did well yeah they did because they're so connected which is going to impact while Roland in the 2015 timeline is off the grid Mm -hmm. I think it has something to do with that we're going to find out it's complicated in episode 8 in episode 8 so we find out that, um, Ju- uh, well, which was it was one of the saddest scenes when Tom got taken to the police station, and they're kind of going in. Mm-hmm. You know, they they played Julie's voice on the little tape recorder, and she's like, "That man's not my father. Leave me alone." Blah blah blah, and they're like going in on him, like trying to get him to crack, and he just starts screaming. They should. It was like I almost started crying because I'm like, "Y'all have just broken this man." Please stop. That was that was one that that was the second most powerful scene I, I feel like in this show so far because mm-hmm. that was really depressing. Like I felt I felt bad for Tom. I was saying today they, they I mean I felt I felt bad for Tom. Tom has been through a lot. Um, yeah, that's that was Margaret's sentiments. Margaret was like, well, why would he do this now after he's gotten through so much? Right. She seemed hurt by the fact that right. that happened. Also, y'all know Tom can't type. 
Well, yeah, Tom, we are, Tom did not type the type, letter. Tom did not type that letter. Be like, with, blood on, drop, with blood drops on it, you know, that, that, that was, didn't come from. No. And, then, and the paper was too pristine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was just, in, it wasn't folded, it wasn't wrinkled, mm-hmm. it was in great shape, mm-hmm. fresh out the typewriter. <laughs> they said to scratch out Hoyt on smelling like <laughs> Smelling straight like Georgia Pacific <laughs> paper. It's like, so, right. <laughs> But I think that's also why Roland was so mad at Wayne yes. in the first place because he didn't want to push mm-hmm. Tom even during the inter- inter- interrogation. He didn't want to push him. But they felt like, well, we are the best ones to do it because if someone else does it, it's going to be even worse. He's going to be in the barn. Right. So from that, it's already like you've broken our friendship. Like our friendship is already barely hanging on. Right. My only question about that is is when Roland initially brought that up and, and everything, Wayne was just like we, we need to look at this. This doesn't look like he committed suicide and Roland was seemed to not be interested in pursuing that. Like that's that's when he did the we gotta do this for Tom I believe that was that part and so I, I don't know. I don't know what Roland's deal is. I think is he, he just, just over, it? over Yeah. I think he was just over Like I've I've been hurt. We keep hurting people. I've been hurt. I'm about to call you this up. Like, it was just too much. It's just a job. You know how some people you work with, and at 5 o'clock they check out, and they're not concerned about the job, no matter what happens that day. And then you have some people that no matter what happens that day, at 11 o'clock, at 2 a.m., they're still sending emails, and you're like, I was done with this at 5 o'clock. Like, why right. are you still sending me? I feel like that that's... But their dynamic a little right. bit. But then, he just had enough. But then Roland, but then why is he up there about to cry about what you, this is, we drove Tom to this, we did this, we did this, and then when Wayne is ready to investigate, no, somebody did kill Tom, this is your boy, then you're uninterested. Like, I just didn't get that. Like, you are very emotionally invested in Tom, and that's your boy, and then when Wayne is like, okay, well, let's go pursue who probably killed him, you're like, Nah, I, I ain't with it. I think I I'm, con- been, I'm confused by Roland right now. I think I would, yeah. I think we all confused by Roland. <laughs> and he, I mean, but he may, like I say, he may be that missing link. But I'm like, I think he was just, I'm done. I've had enough. My my friend is dead. I had, I pushed him to that. This other man dead that you done made me pull a trigger on. Like I think he was just emotionally done. Like I'm done with this relationship with you. We need to break up. We don't go together no more. <laughs> That's what I feel like he was, what he was doing. Um, then we get Uncle Dan. <laughs> cousin Dan. Cousin what is Dan. he? Is he the cousin? He or the cousin. He's the cousin. Okay. Right? But, uh, but the kid's uncle. So that's called Uncle Dan. I'm and just I mad at him for ruining that good bacon and egg plate because I was hungry at the time I was watching it. I'm like, how you going to put the, <laughs> Who put the cigarette, cigarette in there? I was mad. That was I was so hungry. I was mad. <laughs> Some my... good ass bacon and eggs. You just. <laughs> You just waste t- tainting with some he couldn't t- nicotine. He's he smoking tobacco. a cigarette. He couldn't taste it no way. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> like, I can't. Uh-uh. <laughs> what little house are you in? It's too much. So he tells the officers, you know, you think Lucy killed herself. That's not right. You know, there's, you know, big people involved in this. The story is bigger than what you think. And give me $7,000. I'll tell you the truth. Who, who does that? That's a weird. Who uh, does that? It's just an arbitrary number. Like 7000 Like, why not ten? Like, why, we can't make this round. What is seven thousand? I want to know what the seven thousand is for. Maybe he owed somebody seven thousand. Yeah. He was just strung out. Number. He was like, I think that seven thousand dollars, dude. Maybe oh. the seven thousand dollars will come back 
to play in episode eight. Maybe it, maybe it was a significant I don't know. number or whatever, but... He high as a kite. He didn't yeah. get what he asked for. Tom did show a little agency before he was murdered. He did at least sneak around the police office and be like, what? Right. Damn. Oh no, let me go let me go holler at old boy. <laughs> where he at? Where's Dan? That was my other question. How he you found Dan so walking quick. around. How you just walking around? That's what I I was like, huh? And you just happened to come upon the room where they talking about what happened. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. You got super ears. That would you, never happen to Tyrone. It would happen nowhere. Tyrone would never be able to do that. Well, Tyrone would have had supervision. Yeah. Tyrone would have <laughs> never been out of his right. cell. Tyrone. But Tom would shoot Tyrone at the door. Like, he's going to go ahead and shoot you right now. Tom. Right. Tom was like, no, what is going on? I don't have the information. He, Let me go holler at Dan. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. That he went to the hotel. Yes. I didn't think it was weird. I'm like, I, I know where weird. he is. And then there, you know, these police, I'm like, close the door. You discussing sensitive information. Right. The door all open. The picture's all on the wall. Right. So he was like, oh, okay, where he at? Oh, okay, I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. I got you. I, I can got see you, why boy. they keep messing up cases. they the worst. <laughs> they the worst police in the world. Right. But I, I, if they were, I would roll up on Dan because now he has, for the first time, Tom has somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I, he probably like I knew he was dirty. I knew that motherfucker was bad anyway. Now nah, I got him, and I would roll up on him too. I would have pulled the trigger. Let's rewind one second back to that bacon and egg scene. Mm-hmm. That was um, a good scene. I know when he said that uh, we had a lot of milestones together. Mm-hmm. What y'all think? What did y'all think that meant? I'm like, Girl, that was oh, fucking. was yeah. oh, was they that? Kissing, they were kissing cousins. I was. That's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But I'm like, Shit, hmm. Julie's. DNA, her paternity. Mm. We don't know if Julie is Dan's or Julie is Hoyt's or if Julie is. I think Julie is Dan's. We don't know. Hmm. Did she did she show any signs of a Where close peak? right? Who knows? Know. We never we never get to really meet them. Did she try to shoot people across? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was about to go back. I mean, <laughs> she is Joffrey. I mean, look, her she's blonde haired. You know, yeah. something she. No, no, no. The princess and the trying to be head, right? So, so we figure out that. So Dan and Tom get into it in the hotel room. Uh, I thought Tom was gonna pull that trigger. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, he was like salivating. He was. It was just a lot going on right. in one hotel room. Right. You got crackhead Dan on the floor. It was just a lot. And so he Dan gave him the information that hey Hoyt is involved in it. But we don't know really what was said because they didn't show us. They, we right. didn't hear the conversation. We assume mm-hmm. that's what he said because the next scene is Tom rolling up to the Hoyt estate. Which when you th- so Drunk one of the things was like, do you think it was a ploy, like they lured Tom to the house, or was it just purely coincidental? Like that was one of the. I don't know theories or questions someone had. I feel like it was. I feel like it was a setup. Everything, because to me, everything felt too perfect. So you mean to tell me that you just you Uncle Dan pop up in town? You got all this information. You you bait the police, then you bait Tom, and then when Tom goes in, people are basically how and who walks into like a billionaire's house? You know, there's fences, all this stuff. I think I think it was all set up. But, but why would you wait? What was the catalyst for 
waiting all these years to just kill Tom I, or to get Tom out of the way? Like, I why think, now? I think Julie. I think Julie calling the police station was the catalyst because they're like, now what he is? He is really her last connection to anything. He's the only one really looking for her outside of, you know, now the now Roland and Hayes, but the dad never stopped looking for her. Well, you know? they also reopened the case. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's true. They reopened the case, and Here from come. them reopening the case, there's so much evidence now that's pointing to the fact that Woodard did not do this. Okay, that's true. So now we need a new suspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Dan had no clue that Tom was coming to the hotel to find him. Like, Tom did that all on his own. They didn't have cell phones, two-way pay, none of that. He just well, left they, the police station and went to Dan's. Well, and, but I, <laughs> so then that would mean Dan would have had to have called Hoyt people he probably and said, did. you know, Tom's on the way or yeah, be I on the lookout. I think he did do that. That's what I think. Yeah. I think the whole, I think him popping up, now you get Julie's voice, now the case is open. Like Tom was the only, like to me, the real loose string. Because you killed the mom. You killed her. That you can really get the case now. If you get the dad out of the way, nobody's really looking for her, so they're going to end up closing the case anyway. But that's not Again, true for the second time because right. at and, Amelia's and, um, book reading, mm-hmm. um, Dead Eye, Dead who Eye. could be Mr. June or Watts, we mm-hmm. don't know, mm-hmm. was also looking for Julie. But I, but that was that seemed to me very on the low. Like he wasn't. I don't think he. I don't think Mr. Dead Eye is really on anybody's real radar. Where Tom is, but is he though? We don't know. He been on. He been on. Everybody's mentioned the dead eyed man. Dead eyed black man. Yes. I think it's just convenient to close the case again because the AG was ready to be like, "All right, it was him. Let's wrap it up." Mm -hmm. So they all just. I think. um, I don't want to call him dead eyed. I think the black guy. Yeah. He. um, I feel like he just did that on his own. I mean, he, he just, just I think resurfaced under- on his own. Mm-hmm. He's, he's tired of this lady. He like, you know, you know, when you get up in age, you just you stop giving a fuck. And he he lived his life and he see this lady and he like, you ain't you don't know shit. You just making money, and so that's what I think that was. Yeah. You don't think he was looking for Julie once they found out that Julie was alive. You don't think he don't, was like I think that he had her, an interest because I feel like he did maybe care for mm-hmm. the kids or care for Julia or whatever. I felt like he had an interest in maybe knowing that, um, knowing about her well, you know, her well-being, mm-hmm. but I don't think that, you know, I don't think he, like you said, I don't think he's on anybody's radar. I think he just. Doing his junior detective. Right. Whatever. Right. But if you're Hoyt, that you don't think he would be a loose end? Oh, to and, kill him? Yeah, you could just pin it on him since he's come up in multiple people's conversation. Maybe I don't they think, know. Maybe they think they have his loyalty still, and he's just kind of playing both sides. Maybe they have something on him. I mean, maybe he's compromised also in some way. I don't know. Well, he would have to be if he was the procurer of kids. So well, yeah. That he's he's compromised thinks. in that way mm-hmm. if they have that information on him. So I don't know. Who said that again? Eliza. Uh, Eliza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
who just laid out a whole theory. So this was my thing about episode seven. Uh-huh. It just seemed like a whole lot of people just laying out a whole lot of information at one time. Yeah. She went through a whole, like, let me show you this video. And did you know this? And all of this stuff. And then somehow they find Mary. Was that her name? It was Mary. Mary the, the maid. maid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, she, and now we have a whole new character that we didn't know about, or maybe we did. Maybe she is the white lady with the black guy and the one of the ghosts, but we never knew that that was her name. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a whole lot of information I'm getting in this wasn't that after, one episode. Wasn't that after, which episode was Wayne said, oh, I've, I've told you this, now, now you got to show me something? Was that, was that, that when was, she did that big reveal of yeah, everything? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was in the hotel room. Okay. I think that's been my annoyance with this season because it seems like at some points we were watching the same episode because it was going so slow and you only got teeny tiny bits of information. So now we're at the end, you giving us all these. We got pictures, we got theories, we got the married and made. It's just, it's like a data, it feels like a data dump where they could have maybe spread it out and we have more clues Mm -hmm. throughout the season. Now that's been one of my annoyances through this whole season. I feel like they could have, I don't know what, information we got in episode four, I feel like they could have extracted that whole episode. You know, that's, that's the one just, I hated. That, yeah, that's the one I hated. <laughs> I feel like they could have just removed all the episode four and then I would have been, I would have still been cool. Yeah. I don't remember episode four. That was, that was the whole the break, fight. race riot. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. The that whole, the, but remember, was that last, our last episode and you were talking about the different directors? Mm-hmm. So the same person who directed seven also did six, and they're also doing eight. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll get back. Yeah. We'll get back on it. Yeah. And I, and I like the I like these two episodes. Yeah, I'm I like them. Yeah. So at the end, the last thing we see is drunk Tom getting into the Hoyt mansion, and that and he knew where. To, why, why would you just automatically go down to the basement? Hadn't if Dan didn't tell you where to go. How do we know Dan didn't tell him? That's why I think he did. Oh yeah, I think, I think Dan, Dan told, told him. him. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the whole thing was a setup from the beginning. So he goes down to the basement. He finds a pink, the pink room behind this, what was it, like a vault door? Like mm-hmm. a vault mm-hmm. door. And he walks in, and he looks at the wall and says, Julie? We can't see what he's looking at. So, no, I, I don't think he said Julie. I, I, he said Julie, but yeah. it was, to me, I have to rewatch it, but the look on his face was more terror than just, you know, Missed, just like, oh, Julie? It was no, more no, like, no. I don't know. Because in the preview of mm-hmm. next week, I think it's Roland or, or Wayne or whatever. They walk in the room mm-hmm. and they okay. have the same kind of Reaction. shock look or something. So, so maybe I'm just like, what is of her? It's maybe like a compromising. Right. I'm just like, what are they seeing? I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to find out. And then we see Harris James with his old sneaky ass sneak up behind him and it goes to fade to black. I know. And I was like, oh. <gasps> Is that what you did? I did. <laughs> I was ready to fight. I was like, what are we, what's, what's happening? What's happening? We're about to beat up here, Shane. So that concludes episode six. Then we roll into episode seven, which is called Final Country. So I, I thought I, I thought we were going to open up with where they left off. Right. Like, man, we about to, I was so excited. I was like, man, we're about to be in the pink room. We're about to see what's going on. And I was like, oh, we're not, we're not there. <laughs> nah. Okay, my dreams just got crushed. Nah. No, we met Becca, to which I kept rewinding yeah. my thing. I'm like, what year is this? It's a, yeah, it's a new timeline. Yeah, but I at least would like for them to have said this was 2005 mm-hmm. or 1999. I yeah. was like, what? 
what year, what year am I in? Or is this something fake that Roland made up? Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, that Wayne made up, which is why we don't have a time uh-huh. stamp. Because I was like, what is happening? I kept well, I, rewinding it. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I feel I the same way. But then people are playing with the idea that Becca is, is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that she's not alive, which I'm like, I don't have enough. I know people bring it up. I don't have enough. I would have to go back and rewatch it to figure out exactly where they're coming up with this. Besides just, he has dementia and this may be true that she is not here anymore. I feel like, um, I feel like that actually happened uh-huh. only because they kind of go back to it later in the episode when he, when that other girl Ooh. shows up and mm-hmm. he has that flashback. So that's why I feel like that actually happened. That he was I, school. Yeah. That, that made me really sad. That was sad. Because oh, like, yeah. let me tell you something. Sad. My I know. parents, it was none of that. I don't want to go. I don't want to let you go. It was like, here, go. Drop me off. Uh-huh. Oh, no, not the dropping off at college. When he saw that girl oh, and, and the, thought it was, the, yeah, oh, okay. that made me sad. Yeah, it was okay. made Mary's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, granddaughter. Yeah. That was sad. And he was like, Becca? I was like, oh, no. Oh, shit, anyway. Um, I would say I if this her. was a real timeline and not a made-up timeline, mm-hmm. Then Amelia, I think, to me, passed prior to her freshman year of college. Okay. Because you he would like just be there. Yeah, yeah, she would have been there. She would, yeah. and she wouldn't have. It wouldn't have felt like between them two. Like, I don't want to leave you, but I gotta go. If yeah. Amelia was there, right? And since Henry's older, he's probably not home either. So she didn't want to leave him right. alone. Yeah, I, I too am trying to figure out when and how Amelia dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big question. It's like people keep saying a car accident. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they think the car accident, but it was in a book. It was in her book. Oh yeah, she did say something about mm-hmm. a car accident, but, but she obviously back. survived though because she was writing about it. But then she, but she was writing about it um, that they had this car accident. But she was kind of paralleling it to uh, Lucy's story as a mother. Like, right. m- parents should not, it's, it's um, not natural to, for parents to outlive their children. Right. So that's when I was like, okay, so it does make sense if they were in this car accident and um, Becca died and they survived it, then maybe he is making it up in his mind that he dropped her off oh. at college. Yeah, that could be true as because well. Because they could be, you know, because the son is telling him, yeah, oh, you know, she lives in, you know, L.A. or wherever right. she is. So maybe he's made that up. Maybe he's made that up as a way of, in you know, comforting him mm-hmm. himself because maybe Coping. she was about to go to college or maybe. something, and he had. Oh, that'll make this even yeah. sadder. Yeah, she said that the car went off of like a cliff, and it ended up upside down. But then she just kept saying it's sad because parents, it's it's unnatural for our, for parents to outlive their children. So it's a hurt that you can't explain to people. Right, like a profound hurt. I, but I haven't paid enough attention to it, honestly. That's what I don't know. I'm gonna wait and see because I have no idea. Yeah. Well, we are gonna find out shortly. Sure, yeah. One more episode. <laughs> a couple of days. Couple of days. Right. So then we see Tom slumped over. <laughs> <laughs> done typed. He done went to the library, typed up a note. Right. On suicide. Y'all know Tom just, can't lost his shoe on the way up lost to the platform. Shoe. Somebody said, shot. "Why would you?" If you're going to commit suicide, why would you stop halfway? You would, you would go all the way up to the top. <laughs> why would you shoot yourself and not just jump off the right. thing? That's what I was like, this is really complicated. Right. So I don't know. The whole, the whole situation. I'm like, if, you were, if I'm not a police detective 
but I would figure that shit out. There's none of this made sense. Don't none of this add up. That's what Wayne was telling Roland, like, hey, let's yeah. do it. For, let's do it for Tom. Let's do it for Tom. Roland, like, I know what the. Fuck. I'm not I know what the fuck you're doing. I'm to punch him in the face. Right. Like, you about to punch him in the head. Right. Then so that's sad. Tom is gone. Everybody, pretty much everybody dead. I know. Everybody dead, man. That's kind of the sad stuff yeah. on the show. Um, then we meet. What is her name? Uh, Lucy's friend, Margaret. Margaret was making. She, Margaret. We need to get Margaret in a better situation. Because <laughs> well, look, <laughs> Amelia was trying. Wrong. At the end, Amelia said, "You don't want to move to town, like right? <laughs> Should we like, get you out of here? Is this a ghost house? I know what was going. Like this is a haunted house. Well, she, she, she was a hoarder. It was weird, and then she was making. It was just too much going on. She, it, she was definitely a hoarder. Yeah. But then she was making that reef, and I'm like, who, who are you taking this to? It was just too much happening. Right. But then we did get um, the picture of the kids on that night. Mm-hmm. And on Halloween night, when they uh, said that they met this, met these two ghosts, a black and a white ghost, um, and they handed them not a black and a white ghost, a black and a white lady. Well, a black and a, a black man, a <laughs> dressed white lady, dressed like dressed ghosts. like ghosts. One had a black sheet on. Yeah, one had a black sheet on. <laughs> yes, they and they gave them the little the little wicker dolls or whatever. Right. But I'm just like you just, and I'm like, so you mean to tell me, what's her name again? Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> Margaret in the woods, Margaret the hoarder, had this picture, and you never think to give it to the police in all these years? Yeah, I don't think that she knew all of that, what they were looking for. And Amelia even asked her, like, uh-huh. why why are you just giving this picture or something? Uh-huh. And her response was, like, it was developed way after. Plus, I guess if it's so, Halloween, uh-huh. you're not really, everybody out there was dressing something, so it's not like... And you can't see, you know, yeah. their ghost sheets. It's not like you're going to suspect, yeah. per se. I thought that was weird. I thought it was kind of strange. I just don't think she had... She didn't think about it. She didn't have the information yeah. to even know. She wasn't giving that picture up. I was like, man, you're not getting that picture, lady. And then she gave it to her. All right. Well, that's the right thing to do. You can just keep, no, you keep on hoarding. Don't move to town. But can we talk about Amelia the investigator? Your girl, like, Amelia. That's why I'm like, that's why I think she'll be murdering people because she is really good at that. Her <laughs> and Eliza, they the best she one. She and her investigation <laughs> and getting to these people. and She better than Roland. She better than all she of them. She is better. Her and Roland can start on the detective agency. He going to track up and she going to be She went into the wrong. She should have been a P.I. Listen. Like, I don't know what that's she not, had. She used her feminine wiles to... Oh, and everybody. On oh, everybody. everybody. Oh, yeah. but, th- but that might be a part of why she can get so much information. Because she does know how to talk to people mm-hmm. and, and manipulate people. Because we know she's crazy. Mm-hmm. So she could just be whoever she wants to really be to that person. Yeah, but she never lies to them. Yeah, she'll be she, lying. she hasn't lied. She, she, said, said she, she said, I'm writing a book or I'm doing this or whatever. But her being mad at Paige and Wayne, 911, 911, right. and Wayne not, not answering because he's in those phone logs. Right. And she decides, well, I'm just going to pack my kids up at the nighttime oh, and go to the bar and interview. I was like, you can't go to answers. this. You can't wait to, to talk to this guy. I said, this man's going to be job? here tomorrow. Right. Why was she in such a hurry? To interview him in the dead of night. But if I rolled up and my kids were sitting there and locked up in the back of that car, we all everybody going to jail. <laughs> everybody going to we all going to prison on that night. But if you rolled up, like, well, if I, I was Hayes, if I was Hayes, I'd been like my children back there. And then she, that's when she realized like you are putting your kids right. in harm's way. Right. For, for, this a, book? for a book to be a celebrity. So you gonna lose your kids trying to find some other kids? 
Right. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Amelia, get your life together already today. <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> private eye. Right. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get all the information. Once she sees the man burning his clothes, well, you've got to tell me everything. I've got to know. Really if it's like concerning you, I need to know everything. And I'm like, have you told this? We know nothing about you yet, lady. But he has to tell you everything. I'd have been in that kitchen washing dishes, looking at all that. I'm like, I don't know, what you, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'd just been there like washing pots and pans. I don't know. You would have just ignored if your husband was out back burning his clothes. You don't. You wouldn't if have I asked. were me, I probably would have. Now, Amelia, we know she's going to cap the case. <laughs> your girl Mel going to be washing them dishes and folding them clothes. I'm like, that don't have nothing to do with me. Yes, it does. It, it has everything, everything to do with, it to do with it you. It don't have nothing, because you know it, because I have plausible deniability. So if, for me to, I thought about automatically, how can I protect my kids if something went down? I don't want to know what you did. I know you did something bad because you're burning your clothes, because innocent people don't go and burn up their clothes. That means now I know either I have two things. I'm going to go either to the law and turn my husband in, the father of my children in, or I'm now, in, I'm, I'm going to be accessory after the fact. I'm going to sit there and fold my clothes and wash my dishes, go check on my kids, and I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. I right, to make man. sure that I don't have to go to jail for what you just did and leave my kids by themselves. She already messed do? it up. She already left them in the car. Um, Plausible deniability is a thing. I don't know. I just keep thinking about the movie Goodfellas and, uh, and how when they were going to trial or whatever, she was like, I didn't know anything. I just didn't know. He was like, uh, you knew. You were living in the house. You, I just feel like it would come back to me. They would be like, oh, you knew. You were writing a book. You married. You knew. And so I feel like in that sense, I would want to know. So I would, So I would know how to protect my family best and come up with ideas about what's the next step on the other side. Yes, I would want that, you know, deniability. I feel like, I almost feel like Amelia was already too into, into it. it, and she would just, she would get, whatever happened to Wayne um, would fall on her at some point anyway, because she was all into that case. Now, if she was somebody who hadn't written a book and, and wasn't on book two and all of that, and then maybe it would be like, okay, she didn't know anything. But, you know. I'm on the fence with this one. Right. I want to know if you're cheating. I don't want to know if you kill somebody. If you burn it close, I don't know if I want to know because I think I already know the answer. So because I already know the answer, I don't know if I need you to confirm for me because I already know. I'm surprised Amelia, old bizarre freaky ass, and be like, oh. Let's have sex. Yeah, let's have sex by the burning <laughs> bloody clothes, baby. That bitch crying. She is. But, on the other, but you know. I do need to know how you now are gonna protect my family. Like if you you out here killing people, what is gonna to happen to us? Like, and now you're getting in cars with men after getting. I'm, I'm right. No, something about this. I don't feel safe. So me and my two kids may be leaving shortly thereafter. Right. That might be the end of that relationship. That that makes sense. 
a, but a million Nancy Drew gone. She want to crack that case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She thinks she with the Hardy Boys. She's right. Down. She's trying to put it in a book. She got to get on this New York Times bestseller by any means necessary. Okay. Even if I got to throw my own husband under the bus. <laughs> she like. You know I seen that motherfucker out there like, burning clothes like, you, I, at three a.m. I'd go down there. She'd be getting all the evidence of clothes, putting bags. She probably did. She, she probably, probably went out there the next morning and got her plastic she bag. She'd have closed the bag and stapled it like they do in the evidence room. She's like, this is just evidence. I'll keep to the side. Right, right. Hell no. Be good research for my book. And then, But then he was encouraging her to write the book, which I didn't realize. It, yeah, he, initially, when they first initially, started. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I probably feel like he didn't think she her ass was about to go off the deep end with it. <laughs> just probably like, okay, you want to encourage the woman you're with. Okay, you want to be a writer. That's fine. Hey, go for it. Plus, I think at that point, he was already pissed at them for mm-hmm. Yes. Something. And I don't even think they were married yet. Were they married they were yet? No. She had that flip. Yes. Yeah, see, they oh, were yeah, just dating. Flip. They were just dating, right? So you want to present your representative, and I'm yeah, going to yeah, yeah. be so ultra-supportive right. of what you want to do. Right. And <laughs> what you're doing is great. Have you thought about putting the book? I mean, right. the whole story's got to get out there. Right. And you don't realize now that it's going to be what your relationship is. That's Yeah, that's their whole relationship. Without, without this case, they have zero relationship yes. almost. So Yeah, you're right. So we already talked a little bit about it, but uh, they go and meet Mary, that was the maid, in the house. And she lets us know that Hoyt's daughter, Isabel, Isabel mm-hmm. um, has their family just had a lot of, of tragedy. Right. Isabel's daughter and uh, husband. husband got died in a car accident. Then Isabel ran the car into, was it a drainage ditch or something? Guardrail or, or something? Guardrail. Yeah. And then she was housebound, or she decided to stay in the house and not leave the house. Um, and at, at one point, uh, she said she they couldn't they restricted to where they could go. Like as a maid, you you have to stay in the kitchen or in this area. So they didn't kind of know what was going on. But Mr. Watts or June, Mr. Or, June, uh, Mr. June, or Mr. June, yeah. Mr. Watts, uh, a black man with a dead eye, right? Which is now gonna I put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> Uh, he could. He was always with her, like her helper and mm-hmm. her handler. He always, you know, kind of dare helping. He can go wherever he wanted to go. So, so now we know potentially who the black man with the dead eye is, mm-hmm. and potentially who the, the white woman is right. with him that ride around in nice cars. Right. Mm-hmm. When she when she said that they were restricted to where they could go after that, I took that as that was the moment that they had gotten Julie. And they had restricted the people from going to certain areas because they didn't want to find that out. Yeah. That's why I was kind of listening. I, I want to rewatch that part just to see, I guess, it, from a timeline perspective, if that would line up. So It does mm-hmm. seem like that's when it happened right. because she said she'd worked for them for so long. Mm-hmm. And then in 1980, it seems right. like that's yeah. when she yeah. said that they couldn't go into certain areas. Mm-hmm. And then she... In 1981, she was no longer working there. Is that what she said? I forgot. I forget yeah, what she I didn't said. Have she, yeah, I think she at one point said, like, because I know I heard 1981, maybe yeah. I'm confusing my thought, that she didn't work there any longer because she said that with Harrison James, she didn't have as much interaction with him because he started as she was Le- leaving. leaving. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a lot going on to me. Yeah. That sounds like a lot, a lot going on. Um, and then they... Some people were talking about it seems like Mr. June or Mr. Watts, we all know, if he is the same man, was he, they said, um, the procurer yeah. of, 
of children. So it may not, it may have been way more than maybe Julie, mm -hmm. um, but that he, he acted like he, when he confronted Amelia, he confronted her to me acting like someone who cared about Julie. Julie. Mm -hmm. Like, or, you know, or wanted, or cared about her now, her present safety. And not someone who just grabs kids yes. all the time. Yeah. And does nefarious things. Right. Yeah. And I think he, if this is the same person, mm -hmm. he may care because Will was an accident. Mm. And mm. knowing that now this little girl is without the brother and not knowing. So he could have had all kind of guilt about yeah. that. Yeah. And he could have formed a relationship with her while keeping her captive in right. the pink room. Yeah. And was like, oh, I've got to let this little girl go. Plus, yeah. it seems like... Well, I'm not going to say it seems like, I, I think it's apparent that Julie was more than just a kid that they procured, you know, they mm -hmm. took care of her, they gave her a whole fucking pink room mm -hmm. and stuff, mm -hmm. so he probably did, you know, just have more time and stuff with her, even if he is out here snatching a bunch of kids, he may be just snatching random kids, but he spent time with uh, mm -hmm. Julie, which it sounds awful. Just yeah. kids. But that happens. Yeah. So. But one of the things that, because um, they were saying, going back to the crooked spiral that we talked about, uh -huh. that that was a sign for um, pedophiles yes. or the mm -hmm. pedophile the ring. Mm -hmm. I was like, after listening to the maid talk about Isabel, I said, maybe it wasn't a pedophile ring. Mm -hmm. It could have been they were trying to get little girls around that age to replace the girl that Isabel lost. Mm -hmm. So not that they were trying to do anything not sexual, not, not that it's right either way yeah. to her, yeah. but it was like a kidnap the kid to to replace the daughter. Right. And so. I can see that making more sense with, uh, with Lucy, because you could be like, you know what, you can sell us your child, and she's going to live in this big mansion, right. we're mm -hmm. going to take care of her, and, and she's going to laugh, because that was Lucy's thing. You know, kids should laugh. In this house, her house wasn't a place where kids had laughter, so that could be it. And they, he, she just wanted a, a replacement child, a daughter. So that, right. Yeah, and maybe or he was the person that helped take care of her. All right, or it could still that possibility that this may be a, a Hoyt child anyway. It could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could. Yeah. So. True. Mm -hmm. True. That. Um, then we get uh, a flat. Well, not a flash, but we get a tie-in to season one because they um, they show an article of. The season one detectives who are like tr in their cases that was tracking the pedophile rings so that was the tie-in um that people i've been waiting for i was like are they going to tie it in we got the we have so many similarities how is this going to how are they going to touch right so i thought that was nice how they did it and since you know we didn't really watch season one, i yeah. didn't i didn't you know i was just saying a lot of that stuff those connections i'm just gonna miss okay. i'm not get but i i mean i obviously i saw that they were connected in two seasons I guess we just again gonna forget that season two ever happened. Yeah, apparently. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> let's just act like it didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I don't know what I was. I don't know if I was listening to the Flat Circle podcast or after. But I don't know which one. Mm -hmm. But they were saying in season two, the Rachel um, McAdams character also suffered from sexual abuse mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. and that that's how they're that all three seasons have some tie of. Um, child molestation or pedophilia or sex abuse in each season that's yeah. like a running yeah my question about season so season one it took place in one timeline the whole thing 
it took uh, no, it took place um, in two two particular timelines. So it's kind of like this: you see the de- the detectives current day, and they're older; they retired, mm-hmm. um, and then you see them when they were actually young and researching the case. Okay. So it's not the three timeline; it's just break it up into two. Okay. Yeah, and what's happening is they're being interviewed kind of the same way by detectives that are, you know, we, because they found another victim. Okay. So they're, like, going back to these guys. Okay. But it's two main timelines. It's not as complicated as this. Right. No, not by, by any means. But, yeah, so I'm excited. that no, People are hoping that Nick Pensolato, that's his name, actually has either a book coming out or in the next season where the detectives from season one and season three work together. To find oh. out this ring, yeah. I don't, so then, I don't know if that's you do happen. think that it's a ring? I feel like, well, depending on what happens tomorrow, that I don't, I don't know. I don't know why Eliza would have all of this information about this pedophile ring that season one gave us, and it not tie in some way. Because to me, it's like that. To me, it's just throw away information, not which I feel like we've done that with throwaway people. I'm like, I thought we would see the priest again I thought we would see that racist white lady again mm. so you know as I said like it's so many little pieces of information that we've gotten so far and so many people that we met that have just kind of been but I think they serve like, their mm-hmm. purpose though to give because us that not, little bit of information to give you the little bit of information because I think about in a real investigation mm-hmm. you may have one person who has this bit of information mm-hmm. and another person who has that little yeah. piece and it's how they all connect because I don't need to see the priest again nor do I need to see the paper doll lady paper again. Doll lady. I, I wanted to see the priest again with, because I thought that was a, an interesting tie-in if you are talking about child, talking about pedophilia. And religion. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, because Tom had that whole uh, prayer where you the mm-hmm. gay or whatever. Yeah. Well, which, maybe it'll come back. Maybe, uh, maybe Roland will go to confession. Which that and whole thing episode, that irritated me. That whole thing aligned with the the news out of the the Southern Baptist. Um, was it the Southern Baptist? Yeah, like last week, and they said all of these sexual um, assault cases or, or whatever for over the years. I don't know. I thought it was the archdiocese. No, that was it like was Southern Baptist? Baptist, I believe. Oh, you got I don't it know, up, but I will look. Let's look that Kiki up. Kiki is the. Uh, researcher cool. in real time. That's not cool. Yeah. So um, then we already talked about uh, Harris James. Um, they kind of roll. They say they roll up on Harris James after roll um, after Hayes does his research. He's pulled the phone records and uh, realized that Lucy had called Harris James eight times. Oh yeah. Uh, while she was in Vegas, and then got the flight records, which he's doing some good police work. Yeah. Got the flight records and then find out that Harris James flew out to Vegas, you know, right before she got, before she came up uh, as a suicide. Right. But Dan is already placed in their mind that she, that wasn't a suicide. She was actually killed. Mm-hmm. So they roll up and say, we, we about to, we about to go get, we about to go get your boy. Uh, you got rolling in there still drinking. He was still, he had to be convinced to go and be a part of it. I'm like, how you literally, that man literally drinks all day long. Yeah. Nonstop. So... And well, I guess in the last two timelines. So then they they get Harris James, they roll up on them, they take them to the barn where they like to do their special interrogations, which mm-hmm. is basically beat people up. Right. And he ends up being shot by Roland. Right. So that was pretty. Yeah, that was messed up. 
Their whole argument afterwards was very intense. The whole thing was intense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you want him to say it? I wanted him to say I it. I did. I did. I wanted him to say it. <laughs> I did. I like Wayne was like, Wayne's, Wayne was like, say it, motherfucker. I was tense. I my wanted him to shoulders say it. Was tense, like, my shoulders was tensed up. I, even though he was like, it's better for you to just know that I'm thinking it. No, it's better if you just say it because like, now I know that's what it, you, so. you've been thinking this of me the whole time. So get it out. So did we yep. really have a real friendship? You're putting it on me like... I'm the reason why we're not friends anymore when really the whole time you've had these underlying thoughts. I don't know that he, I don't know that he like had underlying racist thoughts more so um, when you're really mad at somebody, you want to say what can hurt them the most. Mm. And that's what I felt it was. I don't know. Cause you're not you know. just underlying thinking uppity. Like that's not like, I'm just saying this in this conversation. No, you've been I was thinking, thinking that the, I'm uppity the whole time. <laughs> I was thinking about the, you know, when he was going to say nigga. Yes. I had, I, I had forgotten about But he said that uppity. first. But that was what he was saying. Uh -huh. Oh, I had forgot all about uppity. Yeah, because he was like, you uppity, and then he stopped. And then he was like, say Oh, okay. Because he was about to, I mean, he was going to, he was, there was going to be an altercation between the two of them at that point. Right. But I was just like, I mean, my shoulders were tense. I had to rewind it. It was just, it was a lot. It was just. That moment was very tense. And yeah. I, they are my favorite interactions in the show. Yeah. And, that's, that, and that carries over to, that was my favorite interactions in the first season, that they had good dialogue, good interactions together. But then shit, I was like, he about to say that. Like, <laughs> and I want you to say it. I want you to say it. Say it. I dare you. Say it. I, I double, got this show, too. <laughs> I think that's why he paused. We're going to kill two cops tonight. He realized <laughs> where he was, yes. and that's why he did not say it. Yes. So I'm going to go back to um, what Mimi was saying about the Southern Baptist. So I just pulled up an article from last week from the Washington Post. And um, essentially, over the last two decades, 400 Southern Baptist church leaders and volunteers have faced sexual misconduct allegations with as many as 700 victims, some as young as three were sexually oh abused, some raped and molested, mm -hmm. according to um, this report. I guess the Southern Baptist Convention people were resisting policies and um, did not want to admit to right. So it's like the Catholic they're trying to cover it up happening. Right. Um, Southern Baptist, True Detective, Louisiana, Arkansas is all you know. You got men who abuse power. Yes. People who abuse power and hurting children, because they can. Yeah. And, and then because, get away with it. Because they get away with it. Because they get away with it. Time the time um, again. elected right. president said, we must admit that our failures as churches put these survivors in a position where they were forced to stand alone and speak when we should have been fighting for them. Their courage is exemplary and prophetic, but I grieve that their courage was necessary. That was what the elected president of the Southern Baptist Convention said last summer. Plus, you know, when people have been abusing their power for so long and, and they have so many yes men and women around them mm -hmm. that they, they don't, they have convinced themselves that they are in the right. It doesn't matter what it was because you got your boy Bill Cosby sitting up in prison now. <laughs> Bill, because it's the same prison that I think Martin Luther King was in at one point and Malcolm X was in. He 
he has convinced himself that he is right and he is like a political uh, political prisoner. prisoner and, and this is the same way they treated Martin and Malcolm. I'm like, no, little Bill, no. Does Bill also have dementia? I, I believe, I believe he does. Years years. You admitted to drugging women. Like he doesn't stop. think in his mind right. that, that was bad. Right, you know? right. Well, just today on the way over here, looking at the news, they've now opened a grand jury investigation for R. Kelly, oh, and yeah. I guess another video of him. Oh yeah, I heard about the other alleged video. underage girl. So yeah, I heard about the other video. I mean, mm, you know, protect your girls, our protect our yeah. bodies, we protect our kids. Period. So to tie this episode into real life. Everything dark. is shit out here. That got dark. <laughs> that got right. dark real quick. Everything is trash out here, okay? Trash. Period. Trash. <laughs> so. Protect your children, talk to your children, encourage them to talk to you. All right. So, we have any predictions for next week for the big finale? You know what? I really don't. I'm like, I feel like, you know those 500-piece puzzles? I feel like we have, all, they're, all the pieces are on the table, but we just can't put them in the right place. Because I think we've, been, I think we've had all the, all the information has been given to us. Oh, we left out that Hoyt rolled up on Hayes' house. I think she said it briefly. She said I it briefly yeah. said it. Mm -hmm. so, but, but, so, so Hoyt, Mr. Hoyt, the rich, you know, rich man, picks up, picks up the phone, calls Hayes and says, you know, I know what you, you know, basically, basically saying, pull out, I know what you did last summer type mm -hmm. of thing. Like, I know what you did, blah, blah, blah. Come outside. You know, your your family's in there. Basically, he was threatening his family. Yeah. You know, he had those two black cars. They look, they look, they look very serious. Yeah. So, so here's nice. where the G or the Oprah in me. I don't know which one. The who? The Oprah or the G. So Oprah had an episode, like, long time ago uh -huh. that said, um, never be taken to the second location. Because no. when you are oh, taken yeah. to the second location, you, you can't be found. Yep. So the G in me was like, no, I'm not getting this car. You will be coming into my home. Yeah. Cause not only, not only do I need to know my wife, somebody needs to see you, sir. Um, so I was like, that might be the dummy or the Oprah, but what I'm not gonna do is get in this vehicle and you drive off with me to some unknown location. That's what's not happening. But his kids, I, his were kids. There. Were there. I don't care what's not happening. He already knows the kids. He already yeah, told you. He already yeah, told I'm, you. I'm gonna need Becca, Henry, <laughs> Hoyt. Everybody, oh, they can murder you everybody need to know. Just everybody like, go, just like spoiler alert, Ozark. Everybody need to know. Well, now that your kids know, you Boy. know they got to kill. You know they got to kill your kids. <laughs> they now. gonna die anyway. You just throwing your we, kids we under the dead. bus. We, we're dead anyway. <laughs> like fuck these kids. <laughs> we're all dead. We're all dead anyway. We're gonna <laughs> work like, together as a team. They're gonna have a shootout at the old okay, right. corral. What is not happening <laughs> is you taking me to a second location, and nobody knows where we're going. He had that illegal tent on there too. Right. I just liked how they nope. um like I, was I liked how the the director or whatever tied that in because now it makes sense in the old timeline why he's paranoid about black cars outside of the window whether that's mm -hmm. real or not every time he look, he looks out the window he's like is that black car out there I'm like okay this is he why. wouldn't have been paranoid had he told him to show your face in this house I wouldn't have, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't have brought show, that man show your face I, I could have brought that man day, in the house on this day, day in this yard. <laughs> 
I'm well, he was about out. to remember. Come on, come on. He was about he because he said no, uh -huh. and then he looked at his family, yeah. and he and then he said, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna need you to show your face." And also, Wayne, with little investigator Amelia, uh -huh. I'm gonna need know her to know how to shoot a firearm. We armed and ready up in here. Come on, I need you to show your face. Y'all think she don't know how to shoot a firearm? Who she may she probably had been in war. And he didn't know she was at Vietnam. <laughs> she needs to know. She where all the firearms are, how to shoot one, yeah. and I am not getting in this car with you, and you taking me off to some location. Yeah. I, I wouldn't let him come. My, I would have walked out. I would have walked out because my kids were there. Right. Right. Well, we can meet in the front yard, but what I'm not doing is it's getting like, in this car. You're not taking me to no second location. No. Mama Oprah told us what not, not to, do. to do. Well, if I had, <laughs> if, and, and Wayne knows that all of this is his fault. It, like, if, if Hoyt is after him. He knows it's because of Harris. Oh, because he told him it's because of Harris. I would not, I would not allow you know my wife and kids to be murdered for some shit I knew I did. I was just like, I have to take this. I just have to take this bullet. It's take, my take fault. I'm gonna take this L. I'm gonna go with you. Yeah. It's on me. But so. well, how we know that he's getting? We know clearly he didn't kill him. I mean, he doesn't know that. He's a, again. Why you don't get in the car? Well, I'm just saying, to he's, go to the next location. That's what I'm saying. He was just ready to die at that moment. He was ready to die because yeah. it was my fault. Mm, yeah. We're not big up in here. I'm not ready to die. <laughs> you, come on, show your face. Get out of this car. I'm not. We're not. We can go around to the back. But what I'm not doing. We just you stand alive. Right. The kids right. going, your whole family going to be Everybody's stressed. Right. They're going to spray the whole house. They're going to be like, okay, cool. Water it all over again. This is what's not happening is this. Well, I, um, so we do, so I was wondering, like, is that car really out there? As I wondered that, too. But then when they went out and got the license plate number, I was like, okay, so it was But I'm still really wondering there. if it was really there, because remember, after that scene, it it faded into... The abyss of him burning his clothes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm but, like... I don't know. I'm confused. I only, think, I only think that it is because Roland was took involved and he took yeah. that picture. So I don't, you know, who knows? I don't know why they would be watching this old this old man at this point, or that maybe right. they've always been watching him. So I say maybe. my only I think my only prediction would be that Hoyt let Hayes and Roland go or live because he what his daughter maybe was doing he knew was wrong, um, still in those kids, and he maybe he felt some kind of um, I don't know. He wanted to say, I'm going to let you live because what you did by taking out Harris James helped us to now get out of this situation. So maybe that, I don't know. That's not a good thing to do. So maybe Hoyt is not a part of it in the overall. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just don't know why he would leave Roland and Hayes alive. If you got all that power and all that money, you could have killed, like he could have killed them. He definitely could have killed Wayne. He could have killed Wayne. He could have killed every, you know, his whole family. You know, right. He made that very clear. And he, he he has the AG in his pocket. He has everybody in his pocket. Right. The whole town. So that was my. I don't, that's maybe. He, maybe it's know. too high profile to kill. Too you know, like nobody cares about a crackhead. Nobody cares about a potentially gay down his luck father. Nobody cares about a Native American man. Right. But you go out here and kill. Does you know, two about a black man. Two. Well, he's well, still he's a police, police officer. Yeah, somebody killed two police officers. Maybe. That's on his high profile case. Yeah. That may draw a little bit too much attention than you want. But after the 1990 timeline, he's not a police officer anymore. They say that. He's not. That was he's, He wasn't a cop after that. 
But do you think they still care way after 1990? Clearly, they, we, we're reinvestigating for the true crime. Well, Elise, Elise, whatever her name, Eliza. Eliza. I can't. Eliza. I have not. Clearly, Eliza. you see, I have not cared about Henry or this girl. <laughs> I did not <laughs> you remember hate, her You name. hate both of these people very um, much. You know. But yeah, that's that. She bringing it up. Now, yeah. If the black cars follow him now because she's bringing this back up, possibly. But I think after after he quit the force later on. Or could that car be uh, Eliza car? Maybe she's telling him. Maybe, maybe. I think yeah. she. I think she knows that he was lying when she asked him, "Do you know this man?" It was Harris James, and he said he acted like his dementia was kicking in. So maybe she's. Te- I don't know. I don't know, man. This is this is this makes me feel like season one where I don't know what the I don't know what the what the end result's gonna be. My know? only prediction is I think in the 2015 timeline Wayne is gonna die. Think either he's going to kill himself because they keep bringing up the suicide gun. has come mm-hmm. up a lot. This gun has come up, so either he's going to kill himself or be killed. So he's not going to make it out of 2015. That's my only prediction. I guess my prediction is that um, I, I mean I just don't know. I'm it's like Mel. Uh, it's it's too many possibilities almost um it's too many variables at this point i am disappointed now because i don't feel like amelia was involved damn it man that would have been good though that i'm was, glad she wasn't involved man, she's crazy that would have been so lit she's nancy drew nancy drew got that would have been my new favorite female villain <laughs> besides cersei like cersei badass but let me tell you about amelia did you hear about she amelia? out here killing bitches <laughs> marrying the detectives and writing books <laughs> and making money so um I don't know. I, I, yeah. I wish we could have seen, well, I guess that would remove suspense. What, see Hoyt? Just see what the hell Tom saw when he walked in and said, oh. Julie? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, some people, would, well, I think it was Flat Circle that said, was it, was it, Julie's picture was missing from their house mm. on the wall. Was that the picture that he saw? Was it the one that was missing from his house? That maybe Lucy brought there, so she wouldn't not, so she wouldn't feel so disconnected from her family or so alone. Right. But I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. And I don't. I didn't take him. I didn't take Tom looking at the wall and saying Julie as like it was in some kind of maybe compromised position. Oh. But he was just he was just surprised to see his daughter's picture on the wall. Like period. Like I just think he just didn't. And he was drunk. So you have somebody that almost killed someone is drunk. He just had a nervous breakdown the other day in the police station. He was screaming. This man has been through the too much I know. at this point. Just too much. So I don't know. I think whatever it was, it was traumatizing. Yeah. Whatever he saw. Whether that's traumatizing and the fact that my daughter was here the whole time, these are her drawings or a picture or something, whatever it is, it was enough for him to connect that. Mm. Julie. Are we going to see Julie? Are we going to see adult Julie? Since we, you know, is she going to resurface? We just saw uh, her in the, in the robbery or in the pharmacy. I assume that she's dead. We think she's dead in the 2015 mm-hmm. timeline. Yeah, I think she's dead. Um, well, R.I.P. Julie. You already R.I.P. Tom, <laughs> Will, <laughs> Dan, family. Lucy. Right. 
Harrison, the whole damn Becca, town. Amelia, everybody, RIP. Right. That's what Lot said. She, everybody dead. He was like, that's what happens. I was like, yeah, that is what happens, though. You are right, yeah. old man. You are right, old Mahershala. Yeah. All right, well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Four Layer Takes True Detective. Until next episode. The finale. Final episode. Final episode. All right. Figure it out. <laughs> Later. All right. Bye.